Whatever. It's not. All right, testing. We are testing. This is my voice talking. Now you do your voice. Hey, this is my voice talking. Now you do your voice. Okay, this is my voice talking. <laughs> <laughs> we all sound slightly identical. <laughs> I like that even stand-up comedians are able to yes and if they really have to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll have you know I have taken three improv classes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Epic Tiki's Take the Podcast. My name is Luke Swain. With me again today is... Jojo Lewis, hello. And... Uh, Eric Krasner, and I just want to say to all my fans out there in Krasner Nation, thank you for getting me back on this podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the response to the uh, Gilmore Girls episode has been overwhelming. They've heard your tweets, they've seen your YouTube video responses, and they've just, they, they, they caved. They, they Could, had me back un- on. Undeniable. Couldn't resist Krasner Nation. I just, just need another hit. I didn't think, I mean, the word praise, I just, <laughs> I used to laugh at that word, but now I totally <laughs> believe in the word praise. I thought it was all like ironic for a little while just because it was so like overwhelmingly positive but you know yeah. it turned out like no there's, there's a real there's a fire there there's just demand out there for your boy young yep. krasner That's aka the krasner god how it happens <laughs> <laughs> i had like a really stupid joke that i was trying after i went to that open mic in oakland at that really new sweet movie theater do you know what i'm talking about oh the new parkway sure yes and uh someone they had like musicians that were like hosting sort of and they were like, hey, what's up? Yeah, hosting like, sort of is a good way to describe what Mercedes <laughs> does. <laughs> well, it wasn't her. It was like some other guys that were there. They had like one of them had a keyboard and the other one had some other electronic music device. And they were both like, hey, yo, we're like Young Awakenings, a.k.a. blah, blah, blah. AKA. Like they had a bunch of a.k.a.s. So <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's starting to sound racist to bring this up. No. So then I had this joke where I was like, Hey, yo, my name is Luke Soyan, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. The Discovery, a.k.a. a.k.a. 47, because I have 47 more a.k.a.s. <laughs> <laughs> and no one liked it, and it's a good joke, and I hate people. A.k.a. 47. A.k.a. 47 is, is good. pretty goddamn it's good. pretty good. Yeah. And, yeah. By, and so by pretty good, I mean uh, <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what I are you, his laptop? No, we don't, su- we don't support suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, Get help, so <laughs> I guess I should keep doing that joke. No, okay, I don't know. Anyways, uh, we're here because we did the, we we did the episode for the Gilmore Girls. If you didn't listen to it, check it out. I checked out during the episode. Luke has not seen the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, and it was hard. Yeah, to, does I mean, not know the Gilmore Glory. I offered a couple like uh, really stupid things to make like for funniness later when I was like, what did I say? I was like. Uh, it's a show for girls, and then everyone was yeah. Anyways, listen to it; it's good. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Gilmore Girls, all of it, and um, we're gonna talk about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, Fantastic or as JoJo Mr. calls Beasts. it. I can, I've been consistently calling it Fantastic Breasts and where to find them in my day to day life, just because it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. That is a thing I've been saying like all the time. I hope we hope it makes you laugh. If it doesn't, then I don't I'm know, scared to it. look it up on you porn because I'm sure <laughs> it's there. Like I'm almost certain it exists. Ugh. But yeah, fantastic beasts and where to find them. Uh, Eric and I talk about it. Eric and I saw it today. I and, saw it w- when it came out. And uh, you've seen it twice now. I've seen it twice. We went now. with Emma Haney, who we tried to get to come with us to do the podcast because she hasn't been on an episode like uh, like for days. 
I think she hasn't been on since like the first or second episode. She's on the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I wasn't around. But yeah, so so saw saw it today, and it was pretty. It's you know, having having seen it a second time, I have a pretty a different perspective on it than the first time. What what'd you, Eric? What do you think of it? Um, overall, I I liked it. I like <laughs> that's the end of podcast. That's seventy. It. It's got a it's got a solid seventy five. It's a passing score. So did yeah, you like it. it? Like it, or did you just like it? Uh, it sent me a note that said, "Do you like me? Yes, no, maybe." And I checked maybe. You okay. Always okay. check maybe. Leave your options open for prom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 no, I thought I it was um. It felt, it, it felt like it could have been just unnecessary, could have been a cash grab, and they really tried to like push it just a little farther than that and take just a little more risk than they needed to. Just and, like, a little bit, yeah. It it felt like um, it was nice to actually see just like the world fully fleshed out and grown up wizards doing grown up shit instead of just Harry Potter like yeah. discovering everything. Yeah, there was I lo- like I I loved watching the movie because like there's no part of this where they're like at the campus bookstore. That was my favorite. Like, I hated that so much. That was my favorite thing was like I liked the bookstore scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I like almost everything from the book series, but you know. I remember going to the store like in college and being like, ah, I'm buying all my books. And then like for I don't know why, like year after year for years, I would get books and be like, this is a textbook. Why are you excited about it? (laughs) Well, first of all, why is this textbook visible and not a monster? Yeah. (laughs) Why is it not trying to bite my hand off? And also like when it crunches, like pages fly out of it in little bits. No, but yeah, no, I, I really I really did enjoy that. Like that, we we're beyond the school part now, and we're seeing like a fully graduated wizard, like doing his job, living in the world. Like, I mean, a bunch of them, you know. Like, it was cool. Yeah. I really like that, even though if even if it was in the past, like super far. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, I, I, I. Stand, what did you think, JoJo? I stand by my original assessment of of this movie, which was I like mm-hmm. it. I I like it for some reasons, but I I dislike it for other ones. The main thing I like about it is basically what you guys said. It's like. It doesn't feel like a cash grab. It really does seem like they tried to push the world a little bit farther than than it we're, we we would expect. Um, it's relatively dark, actually. For it's very, it's not a kids movie no, at all. Yeah. Yeah. not even a little bit. And it actually like you. Wa- I like my original assessment of it, which stands like it's like it's like a noir detective story more than anything else that just mm-hmm. happens to be about the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Basically, yeah. which I and think it's, is, is it's almost cool. weirdly not a kids movie. It's almost like, hey, kids are gonna see this. Like, yeah, well, and there's like kiddie elements. Like, there's the whole uh, uh, sequence where he's like doing a mating dance to trick a rhino with a glowing face, like it's back into him, the yeah. yeah. And then like, the rhino chases the, his friend to try to fuck him. Or like, yeah. Yeah, who like who like who like slapstick like drops all the pheromones on himself. It's like it's silly, and then it's like there's like child beatings. Like there's, it's like what the fuck? Yeah, that's super. That's like because if you look at it from that perspective, it's like all right. So Tina is a uh, she's a she's an ex cop who is now yeah. just investigating on her own because she like tried to kill somebody on and the you know job. What? I don't think they play that up and up enough. I think I feel like they could have really gone into like. Well, Tina's the worst character, but yeah, very flat. Yeah, very yeah, fun. and it's funny. I've I've listened to a couple like podcast reviews, like Slash Film and an IGN one, and they were really like praising the actress, and I was like, 
I don't think like it was her fault, but like there was nothing going on there. Like I was not interested in that character. She was very one note. No, it was boring. it was like I, I I kept wondering like is she supposed to be as autistic as Eddie Redmayne, or <laughs> is there just something in the writing or the performance that's just missing? Because like it's Catherine Waterston, right? Is that her name? I might be making that up. She like her. As, it, it's like <laughs> I wanted I wanted a more. I didn't know what they were trying to do with that character. Cause I was like, yeah, she I should right. be very like grizzled like she should be ups- like angrier but her whole emotion well, she, should, she should have some emotions yeah, yeah. her thing was like flat she yeah. felt like an accountant who was a cop like it was like exactly she like, felt like an accountant who was a cop That's I mean exactly I don't right. believe that she was an or whereas Colin Farrell's character which we can get to about what like what happens with him later but he felt like that felt like a badass like or like a guy that was like grizzled and he like see, he's seen some shit he knows what he's doing yeah a little more and right. she felt like she felt like it almost felt like she was a character trying to become a cop, and she had never been one. It was hard. It was hard to believe. Yeah, like she was, you're a cop that flew off the handle. She was. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, she had a good reason, but hard yeah. to believe she was competent at anything because <laughs> yeah. she really just the whole just bumbles through the whole movie. Like uh-huh. occasionally she gets to do something because the writers gave her something to do, but she never like never you know you never see a skill. Yeah, like her like. She doesn't. Yeah, she's just not very. She takes her to takes them to Rose. That was that was a smart move. <laughs> yeah, my, Rose does some shit. Like she does some espionage that gets them out of jail. But yeah, my. I mean, are you like my uh, sort of like overall view of the movie is it's very schizophrenic. It's like half of it is very much like it. Like it's it. It's like she wrote she, like because this is J.K. Rowling's screenwriting debut. Like she wrote the screenplay. It's her first time. She, you know, we and, were talking about that on the way out, mm-hmm. like that she got the solo credit. Yeah. That, that we thought that was weird. Yeah, like nobody, nobody kind of I mean, like tagged must have done on passes, but like you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just feels like she wanted to tell a story that was like kind of fun and airy, where it's like, hey, this guy comes to New York, and oh, his suitcase opens up, and all these magical creatures escape, and now he's got to get them all back. And then there's also like this undercurrent, this like really creepy. Like, there's this family who's out there, like, protesting witches and wizards, and then they never really kind of tell you whether or not New York agrees with them. Like, there's people there kind of like, yeah, and then you don't really get a sense of, like, does everyone think this? Are they, like, crazy people? There was no religious tie-in, which well, I feel was, like... Well, it was, like, implied, but I think that they just didn't want to yeah. kick that hornet's nest too hard. But I kind of feel like they should have, like, I mean, artistically. Like, I know, obviously, like, they want to make money and they want the movie to do a certain... But it's, like... I feel like if you're going to tackle that, like, full-on go into it, like, these people are, like, super crazy Protestants or Catholics or something. Part of me feels like this movie didn't, like, like, schizophrenic is a good word. Like, it didn't know who it was supposed to be for. Yeah. Well, it's like like, like, you have a lot of Harry Potter fans who grew up reading the books and now, like, us, like, we're adults now. So it's like the movie's great in that, like, the tone is great, but then it's also, like, there's kids who, I don't know. Yeah. So like 15 minutes in, let's start explaining what the movie <laughs> is. So yeah. there, there, there's, a, there's a book in the Harry Potter universe called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and it was yes. written by Newt Scamander, and that's that's the main character of the movie. And like a, a book version of it did come out, and it was this little 50-page book for charity. So yeah. it's 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 all about Eddie Radmayne as Newt Scamander, who's like the, the Temple Grandin of wizards. Like he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's very autistic, and that gives him the power to talk to animals. And, <laughs> and he, real he goes quick, to New York. And, real quick, like I want to, like I really liked his performance, but I don't think his character should have been the main character. 
because I really appreciate. Like, I thought it was really cool that we got a, a movie where the main character has autism. Sort of like I don't know if they didn't say he has it, but you know, you get the sense that he's kind of a, an oddball. Like he doesn't look people in the eye. He's awkward. I really like the way that he played the character, but it didn't he's just work. The, he's just the cutest little guy. He's yeah. just a little yeah. Cute, he's just he's a little adorbs. ginger. He's just, it just but it's like if you want your movie to pop and to have like charisma like he wasn't he he would have been he's an excellent side character i don't know if i agree because he was like deeply likable and interesting and like he was fascinating yeah. to follow that is true but it's just like in terms of like i mean the people who are compelling in this movie are very few like the character graves was compelling that was interesting to me yeah and kowalski was interesting because yeah. i could feel like him like oh yeah he's he's discovering this as we are basically if you've never yeah. seen Harry Potter so, someone the ign one of the ign reviewers was like shitting on him like he didn't do enough like he was just like like just so his mouth was the, open the muggle or in america nomad for that, a guy that, with that no magic when he, gets he did a lot new york yeah, but, yeah, he, yeah. well he's, he's very central to the plot he's just like a classic fat fuck when he has a dream of opening a bakery like i mean you i think early on they establish like you kind of feel for him you're like you know times are tough it's the roaring 20s or the 30s i forget which i think it's i think it's the 20s yeah and you know there's a lot of it's pre-crash yeah yeah and there's just kind of like this sense of like he he has this these like you know family recipes he wants to open this bakery he's really excited and he's like practicing a speech for the loan officer or whatever and then he doesn't get it, and you're just like, oh, man. And, like, I don't know. I just I, – I felt like I usually uh, – what's the actor's name? Dan Fogler. I usually don't like him and stuff. Like, he's a little too, a little much. But, like, in this movie, he was really great. Like, he really was – he was the window into the wizard world for us, I feel like. Yeah, and I I feel like as a window, it was pretty – pretty solid. he was – A very clear window. He, he, like, I, he, <laughs> he was funny at times, and I did yeah. like him show – like – his reaction to stuff, which was always kind of like awe and like with wonder. Yeah, he's just, just constantly going around like, get a load of this. Wow, would you look at that? Yeah. I, I yeah, really was, appreciated was, that. Yeah. Plus, and and like, like the, the the scene in the movie that really made me like him the most is when they're in the speakeasy. And and uh, Rose is like, are there other uh, no madges like you? He's like, there's no one else like me. yeah. And he takes and the, I don't, the I don't giggle water. And he just goes, I don't think I don't think her name is Rose. Yeah, the I giggle water. Is, I think her name that is, was amazing. Was her name Queenie? Yes. Is it uh, Queenie? I keep thinking it's, it's Rose Queen- No, no, no. It's Queenie. So, Thanks uh, for correcting me. Yeah. Like, for, for months. For a month now, <laughs> I thought it was that one name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. What I, what I like about him is that he, he steps into this world and he's like overwhelmed by it, but he also immediately starts claiming it and starts doing shit and he's not like a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he steps in very easily, which I think is, uh, was, was kind of like, it was cool to watch. He's, yeah, so so the four main character. Uh, I, I don't know why I keep trying to impose order on your podcast, but like no, it's um, good. We need uh, yeah. there, there's, there's, so there's uh, Eddie Redmayne, and there's there's Tina Porpentino, whatever. Who I think she gets some shout outs in either the the the, the canon books and or a couple of these supplemental books. I think right. she's like a big backstory character, but yeah, she she's 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 that. really nothing. And then Queenie, her sister, who might be the best out of all four of them. She's, for sure, she is. She's a, she's a legilla man. She can read minds, and she's she's a she's like like like, like really sexy and flirty, but it, like not objectified necessarily like she's the classic like ah the breathy dame who's yeah like, yeah she, she's she's, she's, like, really... she's like ditzy but also like in control and like because there's know. that there's that whole sequence when they're all captured and she like she's she, the one that busts them out she busts them out yeah. through like she uses her seductive powers but also she's just like smart she uses her seductive powers her mind reading she like she she uses all the cards she has in her hand like I, it's great i feel like she should have been the or like her sister like she should have been the main sister yeah 
And like I would have, because she had more personality and she was more fun to watch. And like I feel like she ultimately like, like she had she got to do that. Like that was an important role. But I mean, like before that, her character is kind of like relegated to like secretary or something. She's like relegated to like weird girl who likes the chubby weird guy, which some people are shitting on. I thought it was great. I thought it was no. They 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 had they had chemistry. They were great. Yeah. Whereas uh, Newt Scamander and the other girl didn't no, have any yeah, chemistry. Well, and they, at the end, they sort of like, were like, is, oh, they're, t- they're going like each other. There's a part where he, like, t- like as soon as he says, I can deliver the, the book to you personally, and he, like, touches her face, yeah. and I was like, romance! That's what romance is. Yeah, it's just well, it's, touching the and, face. Well, it's, well, it's like, he was selling it, but she wasn't, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, like, again, it's like I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be as awkward as him or... It it didn't seem like that. It seemed like she was supposed to be like this grizzled ex cop, like you were saying. She felt like, like she felt like a ditto that didn't know what it wanted to turn into. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Pokemon reference because yeah, like it just it, like she'd never. She was just very bland and never really had any direction besides like wanting to be like go back to being an or and like it wasn't the actress's fault. I don't think it was the script's fault because she had a really compelling story. Like she. She got kicked out of being an or because she was trying to like she she hurt a muggle for hurting you know another person like she was she did a good thing but got in trouble for it she took she took human law into her own hands when she was only supposed to be enforcing wizard Sharia law so she uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true yeah. that's very accurate yeah and then but, just, but but that that you say that and it sounds really compelling and then you watch the movie and you're like eh like I don't care don't, about her because when we see it we don't ever get to see her like grapple with any of that. Like we don't get to yeah. see enough of her to like. Plus, she kind of really fucks. Give a shit. She kind of fucks Newt over a couple times, like when she brings a suitcase into the 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 Makusa like uh, meeting. Yeah. Well, also, and she then just like they get arrested she and then barges straight to death. into their like parliament room. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, like thinking it's the president's office. <laughs> <And> then, like, <laughs> that's kind of that's no one stopped her. Like, and then, then they get sentenced to death, and like the way that they kill wizards in America. Is like inventive, but also creepy as fuck. Yeah, because oh, it's yeah. like they take well, a like, beautiful it's like a memory. Giant pensive and the, yeah, but, but with something else mixed in. But then it, with like acid, you, yeah, acid pool. It's, it's like, weird. Hop, hop in, it looks fun, and then melt. But yeah, they they also like get sentenced to death in a secret trial that like they get executed immediately after, and it's like I'm pretty sure. Like American and British wizarding are supposed to be democracy. It's, it's like, like what is yeah. this Nazi Germany? And yeah, like what are Nazis? What are you yeah. talking about? It's it makes 20s. me want to agree with Grindelwald. Like, we need to delete what's going on and, like, he, whatever he wants to do. Well, it's, it, it, Grindelwald <laughs> is sort of the... The, uh, the shadow villain. The, ma- he's, the Magneto problem. He's the where, Phantom like, Menace of believes, this movie. He believes that wizards are the master race, but he kind of has a point. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, because right. they, they are more powerful than humans, and, like, it, it is kind of... more stuff, It's kind of weird that they just hide their existence from humans instead of, like, at least trying to work with humans, if not... Yeah, like, it's kind of like the interesting thing about the the potter verse or whatever is like they're trying to hide the whole time but it's like why don't they just come out and then have their own country like it's i feel like they would have a magic spell against a nuclear bomb like they could just like whiz it away to like space you know yeah. well right. it, it it does seem it, if you like, wanna... the, the this movie gives maybe one of the best answers to that that's ever been in harry potter canon which is like hundreds of years ago wizards were out in the open and like fairy tales are true because of that and like yeah they had to hide and they maybe got a persecution complex complex and got overzealous because they'd been persecuted in the past right but i feel like with spells it's like you got to be a real shitty wizard to get captured and then murder like 
Like, can't you? I mean, I don't know. You don't always need the wand. I guess if you're not a great wizard, like like a Dumbledore or a Grindelwald, you do need the wand. But I don't know. Because there's a few scenes where uh, Percival slash Grindelwald like does stuff without his wand. Like he does his, he does like hand gestures and stuff. Well, like he when he's blocking attacks. And... Yeah, but even like there's a thing like when he heals uh, Credence. Well, yeah, like like super powerful. Like, like, like that, that's canon. Like Voldemort, he, Voldemort never uses a wand, pretty much. And like yeah, well, the movies the uses wand. all the time. But well, but, yeah. yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, so, I, but but okay. So going back to the the thing like the schizophrenic aspects, it was interesting because yeah. when I. You watch the movie, and I, I had a flashback to like watching Game of Thrones, and the reason why is it's like there's a lot of actors in this movie who share like no scenes together, like pretty much like across like the only character who's kind of has his hand everywhere is uh, Graves. That's the only character who's kind of interacting with everybody. Well, Newt does too, kind of eventually. Yeah, but it's it's also like well, sort of everyone comes together in the end. But yeah, this yeah, like they have that sequence with I think it's like Martin Sheen. Is right? Is what? Cr- like, who am I thinking of? There's like a. He does look like Martin Sheen. I, it's not if it's not him. It lo- it's like a good look. Wait, like. tell me what you're talking well, about. So the, 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 news, the, 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 the powerful human family, where like one of them's a. Oh no, that's shirt. a John Voight. Oh, oh shit! Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I forgot about that storyline. Like, that's how weird that story is. That I completely forgot they even existed. It's because that storyline like didn't make sense in the movie. It like, didn't no, matter it either. Like, because ultimately, the, the didn't fact even that everyone's anything. memory was eventually going to be wiped means that that storyline didn't mean shit. It was, it was almost like they were there to show you the threat of like, what if humans knew? Yeah, but but then you, you know from the Harry Potter movies that humans don't know. <laughs> like, so they're not no, going to find out. Yeah. yeah. I was I was fully prepared to do this entire episode of this podcast without mentioning John Voight one time, or because <laughs> I forgot, I completely forgot, and then his son dies. I mean, Did, I, I is, like I like the angle that uh, humans are sort of dimly aware of wizard, witches and wizards because of course they are, and like yeah. they uh, they they're always a threat to witches and wizards because of that. But like, given what we know about the future from the Harry Potter books, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. It, that's, it, that, or, that or, is, or it's not, or at least it's not not as scary as it should be because we know well, the how threat. It that's out. true, but the threat of exposure isn't really there because we know, like, yeah, that we don't, eventually people we don't, have don't to, know. Yeah, you're right. We don't have to be afraid of it in like the grand, like cosmic level, but it can still be like scary at a personal level. Yeah, I mean, we could still feel the characters fear, but like, we, like any movie about history. You know, we know the ending, but, but we like, don't. But yeah. we don't even get that even because all we really, all we really get is. Uh, okay, so the newspaper guy is upset because his son gets murdered, and now he kind of wants to find out what happened. And at the very end, oh my god, look at there's magic, and there's a big bubble, and then everyone's memory gets erased, and they show us the thing with the newspapers to imply that, oh, all the pictures are gone too. Yeah. So there's no proof that anything happened. And so it's like, well, then why the fuck is this here? Like, why is this in the movie? It doesn't need to be here at all. It well, I guess we just we just said exist. it was like sort of like the the representation of of the the uh threat of like what if they did know so it's like kind of embodying like why but the whole they're worried about ex- but it. the whole expression of the threat just like negates itself well it's also yeah, like, like it, it does it, it's, like it's we're like worried about away. nothing there, there there's also this sort of like fake tension according to the magical rules of the universe where it's like Oh, we can't wipe all their memories. Oh no, we can because of this literal magical potion that Eddie Redmayne <laughs> discovered earlier that we well, didn't has, know the powers of before. He also has like the th- what, it was a thunderbird, right? Uh, or a hippogriff, I think. 
No, a it wasn't a hippogriff. It's a, it's a Thunderbird? Okay, yeah. I think it was a Thunderbird because that's what... The, yeah. I don't know if they name it in the movie. I, I feel like do, I so heard it later. Pontiac, yeah. Yeah. Well, what... <laughs> <laughs> that makes <laughs> It was a, a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> Ford Fiesta bird. It was really racist when they just started playing... Da, 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 No, um, and I think the idea was that, like, that's how they made Newt the hero at the end was that he had, like... Because in the movie, they set up this whole premise of, like, uh, the Makusa is very against animals. They, like, you're not allowed to own any magical creatures. It's it's illegal to bring well, yeah, them into the country. That's the other thing, which is, like, um, the w- w- one thing that that is based on only the internal logic of the universe is, like, oh, we can't wipe their memories. Oh, wait, we can because of another MacGuffin. And the other thing yeah. that's based only on the magical logic of the universe is, like... Uh, Eddie Redmayne wants to stick up for the rights of magical creatures to exist. And really, why not exterminate all magical creatures? <laughs> like, like one of them not, steals shit. The other one, like, just fills spaces. Just it's not immediately obvious yeah. why you shouldn't kill all mountain lions. You know, it's, <laughs> it's because of, like, ecology, but that's not immediately obvious. And, like... Magical creatures aren't holding up an ecosystem, and they're clearly actually very dangerous. So why not kill them all? Or they're just well, annoying his, somehow. Well, that's like that's what whole Newt's purpose is. He's just like, no, they they do. They are part of an. They are part of like an ecosystem and an yeah. ecology. And My like books they, they gonna have, just show have, that. But just feelings. not in the not in New York City. But it's but the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the point is that it it, it sort of teaches a. Uh, the 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 moral of the story is based on the internal logic of the universe and not based on right. something we can relate to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and Newt ends up being like he's kind of like if Haggard was sexy. <laughs> you know, because really, because he's like he's the only person who's like really into animals, trying to defend them and like be like, no, they're useful. They can help. Like they're nice. Yeah, Haggard's like also like a beta forever alone incel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But, I did. I did a pre. Like, I just feel like the movie didn't quite get to what it. Like, it's just. It's just a symptom of like J.K. Rowling's never written a screenplay before. You know, like it just felt like she didn't quite fit in. Like her storytelling, she couldn't quite mash it into what a screenplay is. Like, I think she'll get it eventually. Because you. I mean, there's there's things going on that she's trying to do. She just doesn't execute them all well. Because if you think about it, like Newt comes to New York, and what is his purpose there? They don't. Well, like he, I, he just kind of tells you, like one, he's trying to buy something for his friend, like a weird, which is a lie. Yeah, that's and then a the lie real reason, the real reason wanna... he's going is to d- take the Thunderbird to Arizona, and it's like I, I heard this on another podcast they were talking about, and they're like, if you can just apparate everywhere, first of all, why are you getting off at the Port Authority and going through customs? Like you don't need to do that. You're a wizard. You should just <laughs> teleport off the boat into New York. Second of all, you could teleport from the boat to Arizona. Or if you can't go that far, like just do it a bunch of times till you're in Arizona. Like why the fuck are you well, going to New York in the first place? Well, there's reasons wizards don't operate everywhere and they need port keys and they need flu network and all that. Like it's But you they know, don't have those in the movie. There's enough MacGuffins in in Harry Potter and enough like bullshit reasons wizards can't operate everywhere cuz well, did they tell why, you wait how far can they go? Do you know? Like I don't I know. I think it gets I think it gets farther. I think it gets more dangerous the further it is and I think yeah. it's like I mean it's it's cuz you could end up like in something. Yeah, well, it's like like why doesn't everyone apparate everywhere is a question that 
come that would come up so many times in the entire series that there's well, a million excuses. I know there's got to be so an like, answer. Like I just haven't read the books enough to remember it, you know. But I'm sure it's in like book more, five there's, or something. There's more than one answer because like apparating yeah. is dangerous and mm-hmm. like um, they, they talk about accidents, right? Like, where people are apparated into yeah, each get other. Yeah, squinched. I think it's called. So like, yeah, um, I can see that when they because when they all apparate together, I'm like, how do they not? I actually thought that it's like the, it's like the teleporter thing. It's like how do you keep all everything together but separate? Like it doesn't make sense. Well, I like squinched is like a like it sounds like such a such a nice word to describe such a horrifying <laughs> thing that could happen. It's so, like oh, it was just a bit of a squinch, and it's like wow, now Margaret and Jenny are like the same person. <laughs> One shout out, apparating looked fucking cool. Oh yeah, it oh, did yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looked they, and it's it's yeah. never looked like that in a Harry Potter movie before, and it was great. Yeah, it looked like yeah, like a really cool superpower. They're just zapping all over the place, but, but like kind of like, like swirling in on themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like different from every other movie teleportation you've seen. It's 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 yeah, cool. it's unique. It Which makes I I, and I really want to rewatch the old Harry Potter movies because I've seen the first like four several times, but five, six, and seven slash seven point two or seven point five. Like I haven't seen those very many. Like I saw six once in the theater. I think from six on, I've only seen those movies once in the theater. So I don't even like remember because they do more apparating in those movies, right? I I don't know. They do they do a little more, but I don't know. There's 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 also port keys, and then for some reason, yeah. like that's in Goblet of Fire when they go to the the Harry has to like spend the whole Wizard seventh Ra- movie slash book wandering around the British countryside, and I think it's because like they'll get detected if they apparate or something. Yeah, and, like there's because they're like not allowed to, and they don't. Yeah, yeah they don't want to get caught by the Death Eaters and all that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I just realized is there is not one time that we see a broom or any witch or wizard on a broom. Oh no, bro- yeah, and wow, no Quidditch. Which, yeah, no Quidditch. Well, Americans have their own version of Quidditch called Quad Pot, which is a sort of play on f- football, soccer thing. Do they really? Yeah, they yeah they do. That's oh, canon. Shit. But <laughs> hopefully, the next movie. Well, no, I heard oh, the next yeah, movie is going to be in China. All right, really? That's a rumor. I don't know if that's true, but I also know fair. The, there's like a rumor or it's fact I don't remember but they're, they're going to do like five of these movies yeah, yeah that's that's pretty true. much confirmed and I'm and wondering the, the last one's going to be the, the going to have the final battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald which is very cool yeah and so okay let's go I mean I, I don't know we're at like a half hour but what do you guys think about the Grindelwald reveal I thought that was a really cool like I, th- I thought that was okay I thought it would actually have been more interesting if, if we did Farrell had been just a a guy who sold out to Grindelwald, then yeah. actually Grindelwald. And also, like, it was Johnny Depp. Didn't he beat his wife? Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to be excited about Johnny Depp anymore. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, in terms of, like, wanting to instantly hate the person. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's, like, he's, he's a great villain now. No, he's, he's like, <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Son of a bitch. Makes sense. I, yeah, I, it's more I thought, real now. Like, part of, like, the back of my mind the whole movie was, like, Colin Farrell's Grindelwald because they have the same haircut. Yeah, they have haircut. the same exact haircut. Because in the like... very beginning, you see the back of Grindelwald's head and he has the same shaved slash the yeah. top of it's not cut. Yeah, undercut. Like, like yeah. And it, I just wonder, like, was anyone in the Makusa just like, oh, Percy, you got a new haircut? <laughs> it's weird because like it looks like Grindelwald, but you know what? It's in style in the wizard world, so we'll just let you go. It's, here's the thing. I also like I that don't... everyone from In Bruges gets to be a Harry Potter villain. <laughs> also, they never, they never like... Like in when when Mad Eye Moody like to bring that to what you just said, they like find him like oh there's the real Mad Eye Moody's in the trunk or whatever. They never find the real per- like they never explain like did he get murdered? Is he just like caught in a closet? Is he like where did he did he get obliviated? Like uh, no one knows. Where I'm he sure is. he's dead. He got turned yeah. into a bone. But that's the thing. Like <laughs> I think that's I think that's true. He got transfigured into a bone. Okay, I was reading about Grindelwald like. 
I was reading like Wikipedia, which but it was like a and like it was collecting stuff from the books and like what J- what J.K. Rowling's written, and it sounds like. I actually kind of like he's a cool villain because you can kind of identify with him. Like he's not pure evil the way Voldemort's like I just murder everyone and it's only for me. Like Grindelwald's actually he's he has purpose. sort of a noble purpose and well, he doesn't yeah, always he's, kill he's, people. He's Magneto, yeah, yeah. When he took yeah when he took the Elder Wand uh, before that everyone thought that you when you get the Elder Wand you have to kill the first the person who owns it. But he was like the first wizard to like stun like he just uh, stunned the person and took it. So like he, he was like because he knew I guess that you didn't yeah, need to kill them. Turns out it wasn't the Santa Claus rules. <laughs> <laughs> High five! So that awesome. was a good reference. The thing, but the thing I didn't really oh, oh, oh. get because here's the thing: <laughs> I'm not as deep into my Harry Potter lore as I know I'm supposed to be. And yeah, the problem I'm is fluent. Like, is, I didn't. Yeah, I did not get. Because all they really have is they make Grindelwald out to be like this magical terrorist, which I under I can understand that like on, a, like a, on an abstract idealist. level, yeah, yeah. But, but, we, but we they never... can see like he's blowing shit up because from the montage they're like, oh, look at this explosion, Grindelwald. Like they make it out like he's an extremist. Well, that's like a really weird. Yeah, we, ne- we opening... never see what Grindelwald did wrong. Which... No, we never do. All we see is that opening part where he blows up a bunch of people in front of a house. Which who cares? They're trespassing. Yeah, we've seen these people for two seconds. <laughs> it's those... a stand your ground state. Yeah. That that yeah. I bet in. those ors didn't have a warrant for his arrest, so <laughs> fuck those guys. An orant. But <laughs> but there's I get no sense of like other than that montage where I kinda gather like, okay, they're setting up to be like a kind of a terrorist figure. I don't know why he's important because I haven't read enough Harry Potter. I yeah, didn't which is like, which I is almost so, which well, is almost know. like they might actually be uh giving us hints that like until until he totally goes bad, he might not be an all villainous figure like he might be doing some good and we've only heard the, the other side of the story that, well, but i was reading about it and like he he went to the school what's this durmstrang yeah he went to durmstrang and then he got kicked out because he was doing these crazy experiments on like other students and shit mm. so they're like ah you're a little too crazy for the even this place because really, <laughs> that place was a little dark anyways yeah. but they were like yeah calm well, down it's, bro. it's in romania so it's all like yeah they got draculas and stuff there yeah. probably anyways so they kick him out, and then, but then he and Dumbledore, like they have a huge history, and I think a lot of fans speculate that they were lovers because, as everyone knows, JK confirmed. I thought they, they just were are lovers. lovers. Yeah. Well, she confirmed that Dumbledore's gay. I don't know if she confirmed. No, I think she has confirmed that. Okay. Yeah, I so, think it might even be in the seventh book. Okay, I need to reread it. I, I started rereading them, and I got to four, and then I just got lazy. Yeah. Well, I'm so do I, it I guess. Uh, I, I've I've been wanting to talk about how like I, th- I think J.K. Rowling deserves a lot of credit for like you know now given what's happened the past couple of years uh, for writing a, a book series that's like pretty explicitly about fascism and neo-fascism <laughs> like uh, <laughs> uh, she, she turns out she was like really pressured level because like Grindelwald like Umbridge there, there's a German Hitler there's a German yeah there, there's like a wizard Hitler who like gets defeated in 1945 and then like in yeah. the late 80s this uh, but he wasn't nativist, trying to exterminate racist people. British movement rises up and that kind of lines up with the VNP and like yeah so it's it, it, it's um, one thing that I really like about her depiction is the way that like the bitch ass fucking liberal government just caves like, <laughs> like Cornelius Fudge just could have put a lot more resources into it and he just 
didn't do shit for anyone. It's it's, it's Obama and like <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say he's like Jimmy Carter. Like Umbridge is like Umbridge and fucking Percy Weasley are just like examples of these like these horrible people that like crawl out of the woodwork whenever like when one of these strong men arises. Like you're seeing that now, like fucking Rents Priebus and fucking yeah. like uh, Steve Bannon, like. Um, and, uh, uh, Dumbledore is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, it's interesting to read about the history between Dumbledore and Grindelwald because like they were lovers, they were best friends. They were like really both like Dumbledore was on board with the whole, like wizards should rule the world. Yeah, but Dumbledore was like on the nasty side. Like he was, he was also messing around like yeah, dark but magic. It, well, and it wasn't, I don't, yeah. And I, I feel like he was more like, he just was idealistic and young. And then the whole thing happened with, uh, Aberforth and the the sister I forget her name and the sister gets murdered in the duel spoiler alert I don't know it's in the books right yeah so and then so that's when he like kind of turns on him and then Grindelwald like goes away and he I guess he goes to America whatever happens I'm just and then and then yeah then eventually they you know he fights him and and they have that crazy three-hour duel or whatever it is I'm really excited to see like who they cast for Dumbledore what that's going to be like like okay, who do you guys think they should cast? Because we have Johnny Kit Harrington. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> they cast Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, and this is the twenties, and he's like a fifty-year-old man. Yeah. So, like, because I I feel like Grindelwald might be how I mean I feel like he might be a little bit older than Dumbledore, but I feel like they're mostly the same age, maybe like ten years older. Uh, yeah, I could see Grindelwald being a little older than him. I I, do they do they establish their age? I range? don't. I don't know if they do. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I know it's Wikipedia, but I mean, I think people police it enough that we can trust. Oh them. yeah, the, the fanfic community is very serious. Yeah, don't they keep, don't, they, don't keep don't that shit with, straight. Don't okay, mess, uh, we're we're gonna get so many hate tweets already. Oh yeah, just they like, just because we're talking. How our... dare we talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> so here's uh, here's something that like he um, was, okay Dumbledore was born in 1881, so he was 115 or 16 when he died. Now let's see. Grindel- he was like forty. Wald age, and he's already in charge of Hogwarts. Like, what the fuck is going on with that school? Okay, what is going on with my computer? The fuck? All right, give me a second. I gotta find this. You guys keep talking. Okay. <laughs> so this is really exciting podcasting. Killing, killing, Luke killing, is killing just, the podcasting. just uh, it's not so we, loading. We could, it. Be, we could be talking more about the movie, but I just like I just like just watching, commenting just on what Luke's doing. Wikipedia. I never get to see someone else look at Wikipedia. It feels like, does this happen every episode where Luke Googles something? He he keeps his computer open, but keeps his internet connection off, so the Googling always takes a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the the backstory for Grindelwald aside, the movie did not establish for me why I should give a shit about any of that. Like, the only, like, like, if... If great, like I, I part of me just wishes like Graves would have just been Grindelwald, then I could have some context. Because I know he like like not th- that he became a different actor, like really bothered me. Yeah, like well, yeah, that that is if it was just like Grindelwald casting a spell instead of to to like confuse everyone instead of like being like polyjuiced into Colin Farrell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess like Graves must have been a real guy who Grindelwald replaced because otherwise, like, why the fuck would? the the Makusa hire him at all but maybe not because maybe he maybe he did have like a spell like that so right. I, I assume that like like uh graves was already an or and then Grindelwald came to america and like killed him or imprisoned him and then became him yeah i'd just, also just, rather so... Grindelwald be uh colin farrell than a guy who beat his wife yeah just <laughs> like, truthfully 
They didn't. They didn't need to do all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, look, look, we didn't need to go so method here. According to this, uh, okay, Grindelwald, we don't like Grindelwald already. Grindelwald was born in 1883, so he's actually two years younger than Grin- than uh, Dumbledore. Oh, so that's interesting, huh? Yeah. Ugh. So that. So yeah, I feel like they have to cast someone around the same age. Or I mean, Johnny Depp looks good for how old he is, so you could cast somebody and you could say like oh he's evil sort of so he looks kind of bad i don't know you know like you could always do that sort of sith the sith thing where you're like you're evil so your face looks gross or <laughs> like worse than it could be i don't know <laughs> you guys have all played so knights of the old republic you know weird. how it works here's something that was like this movie seems to like just add fuel to the fire of like the, the the pederastic undertones that J.K. Rowling's never really backed away from. Like <laughs> Grindelwald has this relationship with the with the the, the religious kid, and like uh, there, there's a, there's like a weird uh, line about uh, the relationship between Dumbledore and Eddie Redmayne, and yeah. like it, there was always this kind of like well, this like, zone between Dumbledore and Harry. And it's the way like, it's the way Graves like caresses Credence's face sometimes. Is yeah, like, oh, that's man, really like, like what's happening? It's a little awkward. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's it like was a different time back then, but still, it I don't I think it's like maybe just just more acceptable in England to say that, <laughs> that gay people are pederasts. Like, it, it, it just seems like this thing that like J.K. is kind of implying without Luke is urinating with the door open. So he does that a lot during the podcast. That's that's interesting. We have a very weird podcast. Well, it's. I mean, it's. It is in some ways like a urinal. Yes. I mean, yes, but it's not like totally not exactly. <laughs> but it's. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, your house, your rules. But there's. Yes. Yeah, so I there, am also watching a dude pee, and that, that, that's as that. as we talk about Harry Potter. Talking yeah. about pederast. Anyway. <laughs> I've always wanted my my house to be a public bathroom. That's about how much conversation pederasty needed, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, I just. <laughs> It, it, it is weird that like it became so much closer to explicit in the movie without anyone involved like backing away from that's, it. It's interesting you point that because until you had pointed that out, I didn't notice it at all. Yeah. I just thought, oh yeah, wizards are just creepy. Yeah, <laughs> they're just a creepier person, of course. No, it's it's weird because it just happens to be like all the gay wizards, and it just <laughs> happens to always be young boys. And like, well, it is there is this weird culture in 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 the UK where like pedera- like pedophilia is funnier <laughs> than it is in America. Like they're just more okay. So they're more advanced. Than oh, I got fiddled in me in me in me public school, but it, it I, I, I turned out straight. It's not. I got fiddled. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm trying to think of, like, just, like, particular spots of the movie that I, like, enjoyed. But here's, yeah, we can... but here's the thing. I, I watched the movie once, and then I, from the bathroom. I, I, I delved into a little <laughs> bit of the, the fanfic discussions of it because I just wanted to see what pure hate looked like. Hmm. And the one thing that I, I remember drawing away from was, like, they depicted a New York that had no black people in it. No, they were black. Well, there was two black people fixing a car. And that then there was, was the, New York back then. Then there was the black woman who was going to kill them. And that was it. Yeah. Like, it was a very white New York. Are you talking about the Makusa president? The Makusa president, that was, the, that was one. But I she was like a wizard. Relative, so relative yeah. wizards are real 20s New York. Sure, like, it was I like how the wizards are progressive like racially, but not in terms of like 
Like, oh, we should take care of this obscure. Was it obscurus? Was that what it was well, called? Well, they. Do, I mean, they set up. They 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 are progressive in that sense, but they also make it out like, like, n- like muggles, like nomadges, like they're second class citizens. And they well, can't handle magic. The, the... And then we can't we can't marry. We can't intermarry. We can't have relationships. Yeah. Like they they go kind of. I actually I really liked how the way they were trying to end it with Kowalski Dan Folger's character. They were like gonna like it was very sad to watch him like step into the rain. Even though, like, they didn't fully develop that whole relationship, but it was, like, that was the best romantic thing in the movie. And when he walked out, I was like, oh, this is a really great bittersweet ending. Yeah. And then later, like, Queenie just walks into his shop, like, hi, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that didn't need to – I feel like it would have been well, a stronger yeah, – there, 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 there's a like couple him, moments that they, like, I feel like him right scratching afterwards. his head mm-hmm. was almost him, like – does he remember? Like my part was like, does he remember? Well, it's, it, it really seems like part of him remembers because he, he, you know, has he makes the cakes that look like magic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I bet it's one of those. It's like a spell where it's like, if you get enough jogging of your memory, it like goes away. Like you see enough of like her face, and like he knows some stuff, and then you could just. Kind of maybe well, it's, maybe it's, there's it's, even it's, a counter it's spell. Like, it's like a Westworld. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Westworlds have these memories that can come back up if you like rub yeah. them enough. Also, please don't spoil it. I haven't seen the last this final two episodes yet. I, have, I, I will. Have, but I, I have now that the whole season's out, I can sit down and watch the whole thing. I've been here's oh, here's, okay. here's 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 I've seen the whole season. I'm not going to spoil it. But here's my hot take. Um, I I hate any kind of fiction where the point of it is to figure out what's happening in it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, just 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 like any, around what? around episode eight, Westworld was great, and by the time like nine and ten, that was just all, revealing all the twists. It was like, okay, fuck this. So, so, wait, so the well, whole, there was like seven or six. Well, let's not get into it because they, they measure they measure success and the number of minds blown. Yeah, <laughs> which is just, you know it's just in keeping with all of Chris Nolan's other movies, which all suck. But Chris <laughs> Nolan didn't have anything to do with it. It was his brother. Uh, well, I thought I thought they were both involved. I, I think Maybe. they talked about it like like the brother does the writing. It's yeah. John John. Well, Jonathan the big Nolan. three people are like Jonathan Nolan, a JJ Abrams, and then this woman. I forget her name right now. Uh, let me look it up. I kind of time to look it up again. Guys, reason, Luke Soyne is looking it. up <laughs> shit. What did you say? For some, I, for some reason, I thought they both worked on it, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It I don't think matter. he did. I think it's, it was. It's okay. We're talking about Fantastic Lisa Beasts Joy. now. We can talk about Fantastic Westworld Mr. and other beasts. Yeah. And no, Fantastic Beasts from the West. Just to clear up, where no, in the world no are Chris they? Nolan, only Jonathan Nolan. <laughs> the American one. I still don't know why one of them speaks in a British accent, one of them does not. It's very huh. confusing. Uh, but yeah, great show. Check it out. We'll talk about that. We should do a, another episode next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Westworld. Sure. I talk shit, but it is worth watching. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, okay, so so other than like the the severe the severe like lack of uh just white it's only white people in all of New York like that. The first time I watched it, I didn't notice it at all. And then after someone pointed it out, I was like, this bothers me on a fundamental level. Yeah. Because it makes like like all the extras because they made some like you know they made some like diversity choices. Some, I mean, I mean, well, also all the four main characters are white, and you know, yeah, all the like, Makuza has like a lot of diversity in it, like in that scene where, but that's all the, the, that's like the UN, that's yeah, not exactly, just the exactly. Yeah. That was the one that's like, oh, it's just they're all from around the world, though, like that's yeah. why. The, and it, the the issue I I have with it is it kind of makes New York like very inconsequential as a location because the city has like no soul to it. It has no like yeah. it has no like it doesn't seem like a real place. There like, was a weird like they didn't explore the culture of the time very well. But yeah, it's like there, also there's, there's you only have so much like, time really in a movie. Great, like design and architecture and like yeah. that, but but yeah, not not that many. Well, it's kind of like people. how much 
you only have so much like you have Kowalski like a two has to hour kind of stand movie in for everyone in New York. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then I mean the one sort well, yeah, of you, you only have a two hour movie, but how has everyone else in history solved that problem? You know, like it's yeah. like there are there are movies that have a much better sense of place without Totally, yeah. I, mean, I I think it's just, it's hard to balance like you have the magical beast storyline of catch, catching all the beasts again. You have the creepier dark story with Credence and Graves and Grindelwald and all that stuff. And then you're and you're trying to set that up for like the future movies, you know. Yeah, and then you this... also have like you want to balance like the the awe and the inspiring awesome coolness of it, and like showing you the time period and you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of the problem with a lot of these franchise movies where it's like you, you're trying you you have you know fundamentally this could have just been a movie about. Uh, they have to find some fantastic beasts that are lost in New York, and then like yeah. they layered on this gritty noir plot, and then they layered on this overarching plot that like you know only only pays off if you watch four more movies. So right. yeah, like, and you know that like the third or fourth or fifth movie is going to be like World War Two, and then also like Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. It's going to be like that's going to happen. Yeah, but the so but the the thing that that gets me is like they did do some stuff in the movie that kind of led me to be like that's a that seems like a New York thing. Like, and I say that cause like, I don't know which boroughs they were supposed to be in. I think someone pointed out like it's supposed to be Harlem where they are, hmm. but well, it's all, well, it's almost all Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, I, th- I think the, well, I think the banks lower Manhattan and they, they go to central park once. And then yeah. Like, just once. And um, where it's empty, there's no one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's kids skating, but they disappear. I mean, the only part of that, the movie that I felt like had a lot of, like cool style is when they're in like the speakeasy. Oh, the speakeasy was great with the jazz with and house like, elf Billy Holiday. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this this is cool. Like, we, I like. Can seeing we talk this. about Ron Perlman's reverse fingers? Like, what the fuck was going on with his character's fingers? I just love that Ron Perlman. They just had him not wear any makeup or CG. This is him. Oh, pure Ron Perlman. <laughs> which one? I I feel I feel fucking crazy now. But which character was Ron Perlman? He was the guy who owned the bar. Who was like, oh sure, oh, yeah. What do you need to know? Yeah, the, the but, house elf. Guy. Did you yeah, notice his fingers were like literally bent backwards, like like fingernails that grew too long? It was so yeah. weird. I didn't understand what that was. I mean, it might be like a house elf thing. I don't know. Like, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. That was. I like that scene because it it really like. It, yeah, it was. It was, it was very. It was like part of me was like, this is cool to watch. There was like actual like tension and actual like sense of place, and it was like Harry Potter, but it was different. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that that was kind of. It was like the most Diagon Alley part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. definitely. Like they like to. I don't know. I kind of. I don't know. I I thought the CGI was good, but I also there were times where I was just like, this is definitely CGI. Yeah. Like the obscurest to me was like the coolest looking effect. The obscurest looked great. Um. That, and I I love the concept. Like I think J.K. Rowling is so good at developing these like magical things that relate to character and like like the the Horcrux thing is so smart. Like I feel like. I don't know if that's been done before, and I'm not well, just not like, noticing. I, I was just thinking earlier about like Dementors and how great they are. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, because it's like they mean something, and they're kind of like it's more than just like creepy or like a weird idea. It's like it's also it like ties into the characters. Like Horcrux is like the the desperation of Voldemort to live forever is like he's gonna cut literally cut his soul into pieces and put it into like it's his objects. Last resort, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
and like a like Voldemort a cuts his life into pieces. And like a Papa Roach, he will never die. Yes. <laughs> Last resort, suffocation, no breathing. That's but no, I mean it just that's such a cool concept, like for a villain. Like if you think about it, it's like that's so intense. She heard that guy. song, was like, I got it. That's the character. <laughs> That's that's what she was in the bar writing on the napkins, and that's the song that was playing when she first started writing the books. No, I mean it's just I feel like it's such a cool idea that this guy's such a bad guy that he's like willing to like mutilate his soul no, to live forever, and then the obscure well, and, and the fucking unicorn blood and like being grafted onto a guy's turban, like like yeah, all, the, all that stuff, yeah. and like when he's a creepy little baby that he's being yeah. he had to get cared for and. All that stuff. And then I just like the Obscurus is a cool idea because it's kind of like this, it, you know, it echoes like it's like, oh, this person was different. So they were mistreated. And then the mistreat like, you know, if you're it's kind of like, you know, you, you have all these bottled up feelings and then it's like here's a physical magical representation of like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, the, the, I know it's easy the, the to explain. The fact that the, the Obscurus was Credence instead of uh, Modesty. Yeah. It was such an uninteresting twist that I don't know why they even bothered with it. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it was like, I was watching it and I was like, it's gotta be the creepy girl. Yeah. And then well, I was, I was mad at myself for not being like, I obviously was, it was Credence I the was whole time. I was like, oh, it, it could be the creepy girl and it could be the guy. Like, I, I was like, and I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't like want the girl, him to. The girl had a wand that she hid, so maybe she was also magical like that yeah but but you can't just find a wand like you have to like well you can yeah i think she made one out of wood like it was just a toy wand it wasn't like a phoenix feather wand right that's what i I mean like i don't well yeah it's just a stick that was weirdly straight like that's (laughs) yeah maybe maybe (laughs) she just had a maybe she just had a wand because that was her own way of rebelling against her mom's anti-witch yeah yeah yeah. even though she was like constantly singing that creepy song about killing witches or whatever the fuck was going on with that that was that was to that was to throw you off the trail like of course she would be the point like how creepy she is I know how movies work. Of course, she's the most repressed just because she 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 sings this song about killing herself. I I also I kind of wish, and I know it's like you can't do this because of the reveal that it's Grindelwald at the end. But I kind of wish there was more explanation as to like, I mean, I I get like you can infer that he was trying to control the Obscurus because it's powerful, but I was also kind of like I just wanted more like. How was he going to do that? Was there yeah. like precedence that you What's can his do that? Plan? And also, again, because it was just kind of vague. Like cooler if if Grindelwald had an agent inside of, inside of the U.S. wizard government instead of being that being guy. Like that's there. that that makes him a better villain. Yeah, like if he had turned Percy Percival Graves, yeah, into his servant. Yeah, like his like a Death Eater or something. Yeah, you're right. That would have been cooler. But we don't. We I don't think they just really wanted that reveal of like that camera shot where it's spinning around his head and like his haircut doesn't change, but his face does. Yeah. <laughs> they could have just made him get paler and have a fucked up eye and still be the same guy. Like that's all yeah. they needed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's funny. No one else has mentioned this, but I, it's it's the second time that Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp like played a character that someone like they played the same character because like in that Doctor Parnassus movie. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> R.I.P. Heath Ledger, miss you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> miss you, fam. It's like the second time they were like, "Hey, Colin Farrell, can you be non-effect? Like, can you ultimately be not that important? Like, <laughs> he's just gonna be cool in this movie, and then, then at the end, we're gonna like, you're done because we're we don't need you anymore. Uh. Although. He, they could have Percival Graves the come way, back if he didn't die. Say, like, bold choice putting out a movie called The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus a year after Mr. Megorium's one. <laughs> <laughs> the chrome plate.
inflated balls on those guys. <laughs> 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 At some point in the market testing, they must have realized how badly they <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> But they were like, Terry Gilliam's so weird, we can't change the name, he'll get mad at us or something. <laughs> he'll be like, it's either this or my Don Quixote movie that's never coming out. Which one do you want it to be? I guess it's the one with Heath Ledger and all the other sexy actors in it. Because Jude Law was the other guy, right? Like, I thought that like, I like never three saw other that. actors completed uh, uh, yeah. Heath Ledger's role. It was, it was, it was Johnny no, Depp. No one, no one saw that. We haven't seen it. No, I know, but I'm saying it was Johnny Depp. Colin Farrell and I think it was Jude Law. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, no one's seen that movie. <laughs> I kind of want to now just to like be able to reference it properly. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think that was one of the best uh uh TIGP refs that, that have ever been dropped. <laughs> anyway. The imagine- <laughs> and you're the first person to abbreviate it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Slash Film Podcast has done that. Oh, genius! <laughs> Devendra's, uh hes going to tweet about us. Okay. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of like. I mean, it's like as a <laughs> as a film, like it. It's so like I feel it's so disjointed that that the only way I feel like I could really take anything away from it that I could appreciate, other than just like oh, noir story, is if I was really up on my Harry Potter stuff, which. You guys, by to the me, way, it's somewhat bothersome. Wait, yeah, what? I mean, Sorry. I, well, I was gonna say real quick interjection. Samantha Morton was the creepy woman. I don't mm. think anyone noticed that that was her. Like, she's such a chameleon. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. What were you saying? Just, just that. Like, I don't feel like, other than it being a noir story, that that this is an important part of the Harry. I didn't get any of the gravity and I, I just didn't take a lot from this film. He, he didn't even like write down notes for his book. Like it was like, I thought that was the point was like, this is the guy who wrote the book. Like there's gotta well, be a point where he yes. writes in his journal. Like this is what Thunderbirds do or and whatever. He just kind of has a draft of the book and then at some point he's like, okay, I'm going to release the book now. And it's like, well, yeah. are you, you going to write it? Bro, like, <laughs> did, a, did you had, write it already? And the whole movie was of no consequence to whether or not the book. Exists? The whole movie, he just has a single handwritten draft that he's just carrying around. Yeah, with him. or just, just just his notebook or something. It's like I like, could just go turn this in now, but you know what? I'm just gonna go to. I'm America. just gonna caper around New York and get into some <laughs> wacky scrapes first. You know what else is funny is there's like someone else on another podcast pointed this out was. Uh, he like when he goes to the the port authority or whatever, and he has like the the muggle switch on his suitcase. Why doesn't he just always have that on until he needs to open it? I think because it only works on muggles. But I'm saying like when Dan Fogler gets it and opens it, and all the creatures get out, he could have just left the switch on. I mean, they, well, then, no, but it's like, why don't you always like lock your iPhone? You know, it's like I do. <laughs> okay, unless it's in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you see what you know. You see my point. Like, I some get it. Just fuck up. Like, yeah, no, totally. But it just, it just was kind of like there's a lot of little weird little plot holes. I mean, there, it's there, fun. there were Ult- so many good things in this movie, though. Yeah. No, Ult- ultimately, like, yeah. it's a very fun, entertaining movie. It can drag in the middle, but it's like it's it's intriguing. I'm excited to see where they go next. The animated wizard ads are fucking sick. Like, the, it's oh the yeah, those are really cool. Each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I don't remember. Eddie Redmayne that. doing the mating dance was awesome. He, that was, he, yeah. he was really good. That, yeah. that part could have been really stupid. That could have been like Jar Jar Binks ish. Yeah. But it was actually really fun. No, I liked... Eddie, Eddie, Eddie fucking. My, my boy Eddie sells every single thing he does in that movie so well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He was great. I'm, I mean. I don't. I'm really curious to see like, is he going to be the star of the next film, or is he going to be like relegated to like a side character? Like, what are like? I heard rumors that it's going to be set in China. I think. Yeah. And I'm yeah. really. I don't know what's going to happen next. I think it's going to like branch out into different like the Marvel movies. I think there is going to be a Fantastic Beasts too, but there's also going to be like other movies that star other people. But maybe he makes a cameo. Like. Huh. Yeah, I'm fine with that stuff too. Like, I, I like the shared universe thing. I mean, as long as you do it well. I'm really excited for Kong Skull Island. That looks awesome. And that connects to the Godzilla. I love Godzilla. that you brought that up because we saw an ad for Kong Skull Island, and it was dope. I the, John, really yeah. the, the first trailer, I was like not sold. And then when they put John C. Riley's character in it, yes! I was like, fuck yeah. yes, this movie's going to be awesome. We need Skull Crawlers. I don't know. I didn't like that name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I never said it out loud. It's <laughs> stupid. Dude, it's, it, is, it is weird that like there there is a... King Kong movie where the moral seems to be that the Vietnam War was bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know weird we, combination. I don't know if we need another yeah. movie that says that. I think we got them. <laughs> well, I think we didn't get the message, I think. I, th- I think uh, dozens of Vietnam movies came out and we haven't really absorbed the lessons. So, like, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's, I can't wait for Vietnam 2 when we keep disregarding and we just have another war. <laughs> <laughs> Vietnam 2. You mean, you mean Vietnam 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just it's, waiting for the next one that's set in the jungle. Like, I really want the <laughs> like, like we had like like Vietnam War was a new hope. I want the Force Awakens of Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> we were killing it. Yeah, on this podcast. you know, Gr- Gr- Granada was a pretty good like, <laughs> sequel to Vietnam, but, but it's just missing something. Just tied you over. It wasn't. It wasn't a full sequel. Also, there was that prequel, the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm 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 an OG fan. I've been on board since the Mexican American War. <laughs> I like the Korean War. My grandpa was in that. He was an extra. <laughs> uh, there's for real though. Like next year, I do this every year. I get really excited about the next year of movies. But like, I, I you think you were gonna say, get really excited. The next the next year, year of war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yemen's gonna be fucking sick in 2017, <laughs> dude. I can't all wait for those, Afghanistan those, to keep all those going. Those three concept art's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah all, fav- all, 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 all those previews that those drones been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for season twelve of Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, like I, th- I thought. I thought they'd wrapped up the Iraq saga, but now they just keep churning out more and more material. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no. I mean, Kong Skull Island, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, there's a lot of things next year that to be excited about. And I think what sucks is a lot of times you're like, oh, that's going to be exciting. And then it comes out and you're like, eh. Like, we we all thought Independence Day Resurgence might be – like, it might be the good bad that we were waiting for. And it ended up being meh. Like, I didn't even see it. Yeah. And it's weird. I didn't either. But, like, it's it's weird because, like, it had Goldblum in it and it was still, like – yeah. I think it needed Will Smith, and I'm really mad that they didn't try to schedule around him with Suicide Squad. Yeah. I don't think it would have been that hard to be like, we'll wait another six months and then we'll put it out at Christmas time. You get can't release movie. a movie called Independence Day at Christmas time. <laughs> you can. Think about the insanity that that would Look, be. Look, Iron Man 3 came out in May, and that was a Christmas film because it was a <laughs> Shane Black movie. And also, it's underrated as fuck. Everyone hates it. I think it was great. Um <laughs> I like that. You know what's weird is I just realized that like the shared universe, like as a concept, 
I I totally forgot that like that was a Godzilla thing originally. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean it's forgot there's that. two shared universes that no one knows about that are coming no matter whether you want them or not. And one of them is the monster, the kaiju thing. With that, but that's already been a thing. No, but I mean, for, like you. Um, but now America owns it. So yes. It's be now better. we pay for it. Legendary yes. is like it's like Godzilla, King Kong. I don't know what else, but they're we're Mothra? working on it. The, well, I don't know if Mothra's getting a movie. I I saw a thing a while ago though. They listed like at least four movies, but the other one we're getting, uh, and we don't have to talk about this, but the Mummy is part of a monster, like a Universal monster shared universe. And the first one is apparently Dracula Untold, and then there's going to be the Mummy. And in the Mummy movie, uh, there's a like the the Mummy, the per, the girl who played Jayla in Star Trek Beyond is playing the Mummy. And then Doctor Jekyll is in that movie, and, and it's he, Russell Crowe. That's awesome. And then I don't know who Tom Cruise is playing. I think he's just playing generic action man who survives a plane <laughs> crash. But well, the, the thing about all these like cool shared universes is that it's exactly what I dreamed of as a kid. But every like, movie like, was connected. As a kid, I was like, "What? What if there were like movies based on comic books? And like, what if there were like, uh, you know, like what if they were all in a shared universe, like the comic books are? Wouldn't that be sick? What if there were a million Star Wars movies? What if nerds ruled the world? And <laughs> I think I had a monkey's paw or something. <laughs> we and all I did. just want to apologize to every minority in San Francisco for 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 making that wish because um, I was eight years old and I didn't know what it implied. Look what we did to the jocks, though. I mean, they're like irrelevant now. No, they've just started uh, sucking up to us and like you know. I I think I did this as at at Empire Comics like as a riff, but I was like my theory about Zack Snyder is that he was like a jock that got like bested by nerds in high school, <laughs> so he got to like he he learned he's tried as hard as he could to learn nerd stuff, and he became a movie director, and then he's systematically like ruining franchises. So like <laughs> he did like Watchmen, like and then there was like weird stuff we didn't like about it, and then like Batman vs Superman, he's like. Uh, Batman is ironic, and he just like is <laughs> ruining it because he got fucked up by nerds. <laughs> if you if you think if you think nerds aren't still working for jocks, you've never worked for a temp co- tech company. <laughs> because, like, it's, they've given us just a tiny bit more money, a tiny bit bigger share, but they still own everything. Ugh, thrilling. But we've. Well, I think the oil do. barons own everything. Yeah, those guys never died. I think it's the lizards. Yes, those two. Those guys. There's lizards, oil barons, jocks, jocks. Zack Snyder. Zack. Well, he's a jock. So. Well, we had we had eight years of nerd president, and now it's back to jocks. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but like the like sad thing is, I don't think like, Donald now Trump. Now it's like a weird jock who's never played sports. No, yeah, no, exactly. No. <laughs> I was gonna say he's not a real jock. He's <laughs> just like it's like, uh, personality wise, a jock. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this has been a podcast. This has been, yeah. I don't think I think we've wrung out all the juice we can out of Fantastic I'm, Beasts. I'm really proud of this podcast. Go I'll see you it. guys. It's okay. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a fun movie. Like, don't take your kids unless they're 13 or over. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's sort of applies to the end of the Harry Potter series, anyways. Like, but you know, by, yeah. by book seven, it's 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 like it's, the last three kids. or four movies. It's it's the same kind of tone and feel. Yeah, yeah. a little bit and darker. Again, it's weird child that they beating. had like wacky animal gags for five year olds and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> child beating noir in the same murder. Movie. And Although, just, as a twenty nine year old man, I yeah, felt, of, I found them very delightful. Deaths. Yes, a lot of brutal on screen on screen deaths. deaths <laughs> considering, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, go see it. Uh, 
check it out. We're we'll we'll have another episode and hopefully next week. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Maybe Westworld. We'll see. Uh, Jojo, where do we find you on the internet? Twitter and Instagram at Bucky Gums, Facebook at JJL Comedy. Come check out uh, at Moving Van Show on uh, December seventeenth at the Red Museum at eight p.m. Dope. Empire Comics. You want to plug that again? Uh, are we releasing both in one week? Yes. That seems like a dumb move on our part. But uh, hey, Joe Rogan does it all the time. Yeah, it's true. And he's very successful. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> this Friday, whatever week it is that you hear this, uh, 1120 Fulton Avenue, 8 p.m., Empire's Comics Vault, bunch of comedians, last one of the year. It's going to be a good time. Do it. About lights. Oh. Yeah. yeah, since mine got stolen and we couldn't use them. Yeah, yeah. So no I remember you it. asked me, and then I went down back to the house to get them, and I was like, they're fucking gone! And then I had a horrible day again. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Eric, where do we find you on the internet? Uh, Eric with a K, Krasner on Facebook, Krasnerocalypse on Twitter, and uh, if you're ever in Oakland, come to my show Critical Hit uh, at It's Your Move Games and Hobbies. Uh, next one's December 17th, then New Year's Eve, then uh, weekly starting 2017. Really dope show. Yeah. Super fun. Get there early. It feels it's right. fun if you're performing or watching. It's such a good show. The bathroom Is the bathroom still right by the stage? Oh, right behind the stage. <laughs> Great yeah. place to That's have like diarrhea. old comedy yeah. spot layout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So it's, it's actually pretty well soundproofed. I've never heard anything coming from in there. But yes, like, yes. It's just awkward when you have to walk past yeah. to go. Yeah, and there's a line sometimes. There's like three people <laughs> waiting <laughs> while is, someone's on stage. This is our second time getting bogged down talking about Critical Hit when we're trying to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> in the so, same day. Which show. I'm sure the fans love. It is It is a good show. Cross Nation, guys, you're welcome. These guys have both done it. They it's did both it's on Telegraph. Avenue, which is in a childish Gambino song, so go <laughs> go there. And Luke, where are you on the internet? I'm at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram, Luke Sign on Facebook. I do another podcast called The Sexy Podcast with J.R. Guzman of MTV and Comedy Sell Central out. fame. <laughs> Tell him to write a joke sometime. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's such a terrible <laughs> joke writer. Uh, and uh, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Epic Tiki Comedy. We put out a really funny interview where JoJo interviews the one and only J.J. Abrams. It's pretty crazy. He does a great job. Uh, lots of lens flares. And we're going <laughs> to we're gonna have more sketches and stuff soon. Please stay tuned. Subscribe. We love you. Um, I am going to be on Stand Up Nerdy 12, um, December 30th at the Comedy Spot at 8 p.m. Uh, DeJan Tyler's headlining. we got Keith Olajens and Damian Harmony. JoJo's going to be on it. Uh, Kim Martell. Uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone else. That's it. And then uh, January 4th, Comedy Conch at Luna's Cafe at 8 p.m. Saul Trujillo, Michael Sella, Kim Martell, Emma Haney, hopefully Des Henderson, <laughs> uh, Mark Berg, and one more person probably. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. See you guys. Bye.